Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer, the man of the people, the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Chris, before we get started and dissect this debacle of a franchise, I have to give thanks to our sponsor, the Media Captain. For sponsoring our podcast, the Media Captain offers web design and digital marketing services for small and medium-sized businesses. The owner of the Media Captain, Jason Parks, is a big-time Giants fan, God help him, and would love to help your business grow its online presence. Visit TheMediaCaptain.com for more information. Once again, that's TheMediaCaptain.com. Twitter account, at TheMediaCaptain. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, this is where we are. This is the franchise that uh, our fathers went through. And now I think this is like our rite of passage, I guess. Right, buddy? Uh, yeah. You know, anybody went through the 60s and 70s, went through the wilderness years, as they call it. Yeah. Uh, we are now in the wilderness years part two. This mm. is a complete crap fest. I, I, it, from top to bottom, we are a laughing stock um, in the NFL right now, pal. Yeah. I, I put it on Twitter yesterday. Does it get any lower than this? Um, losing to the Jets, who couldn't get out of their own way going into this game. Um. Yeah, so uh, the Jets got one up on us. The Giants are in the Miami Dolphin class now, um, which they really would go in, but now they really <laughs> confirmed that they were with the Miami Dolphins uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals and those teams. Does it get any lower than this, Jerry? Um, uh, really ugly, ugly scene yesterday. Uh, Jets come in with 13 sacks, leave with 19. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, uh, Saquon has nowhere to go. He's playing a little hurt. We know that, but no excuses. He has nowhere to run. He's tentative at times. Um, can't pass block. Um, so it's an ugly mess. They put, you know, they they go out and sign an Eric Smith from the Jets after the Jets caught him. You found out why the Jets caught him last oh, September. Holy cow, is he bad? Um, so he's not a tackle. He's not a football. He's not an NFL uh, tackle. He's not a, a, ta- a quality tackle in this league. Um, you saw that yesterday, and of course Sherman doesn't get him any help. We'll get we'll get into that. Um, so does it doesn't get any worse than this. They're two and eight. Um, they're going to have a top four pick, it looks like. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of things that need to be done. Um, I don't believe Sherman's going to survive, uh, make it to next year. I think he will be fired at the end of the year, unless barring a unbelievable turnaround. I don't mean beating the Redskins. I'm talking about like going into Philly or beating the Eagles and winning a few games where all of a sudden there's progress and it gives Shermer, you know, saves Shermer for next year. I don't see that. Now, does anybody really see that happening, Jerry, right now? <laughs> no. Um, so that's where we're at, man. Re- really bad. Um, one good thing, Jones continues to play pretty good except for ball security, which we all know is a huge part of being a quarterback. But, Jerry, he is putting up some numbers that are unbelievable for a rookie quarterback. Um, so uh, other than that, a few positives, but a lot of ugly, but yeah, I, I wanted to go back to the Smith thing because you put out a tweet and um, uh, right after the game was over in the locker room and you said something about this was the first time Smith was lined up at left tackle. He didn't practice it. Um, I mean, is that, is that true? Yeah. No, I came from Smith's mouth. I mean, yeah, he, he, well this week, <laughs> uh, this week he was strictly did, some jumbo snaps, package snaps. And he was a, a right tackle. He never lined up a left tackle once. Nick Gates did. Um, so I found it alarming that you knew you were down to Gates and Solda, right? And I found it alarming that, listen, starters don't get reps at practices, but they do work in a little bit mm-hmm. um, when you know it is a potentially good play. Yeah. And why you wouldn't work Smith in a little bit just in case, obviously, that was the backup plan, right? Solo went down. I understand that. Or you put Gates a left tackle and Smith a right tackle, which he was more used to, when Solo went down. This is just another example of a head coach that just doesn't go over every detail, you know, of a football team. I mean, Chris, you know, what do they think, that Nate Solder's never going to get hurt? Like, this is, there are so many reasons to fire this guy. And I look, yesterday the game ended, and I told you, man, I really had a feeling of ambivalence. And I, I hate using that word over and over again, but I don't know what else to say. Like, 
when the when the Giants lost yesterday, I didn't care. I just I didn't root against. I, I didn't root for the Jets so that the Giants would get better draft picks. I don't do that. But when the game ended, I almost felt a a, a very weird sense of relief that wow, at least things will change now. And you know, everybody wanted wants Mara to do this today or tomorrow. It's not going to happen. And then the the question was, well, will he make a change with Betcher? My thing is, if you make a change with Betcher, you're extending Shermer a bit, right? If you're if you're saying to Pat Shermer, you have to fire your coordinators, then it almost gives Pat Shermer another excuse to say, well, yeah, I, I've gotten that right now. Let's move on to next year. Like you said, buddy, I don't think there's any way he survives this, barring mm-hmm. barring an eight and eight finish. Uh, I, there's no way he comes back next year. And now my doomsday scenario is in full effect. And, of course, my doomsday scenario isn't. And we're going to talk about everything over the next hour. My doomsday scenario, of course, is another coach comes in, uh, whether it be from college or somewhere else. You're hearing Matt Rule. You're hearing Josh McDaniel, Mike McCarthy, all the names you would expect to hear. And if that coach comes in and says, I can't fix Daniel Jones' fumbling problem, we have to go with Atua or the kid, your boy from LSU or Herbert, that is on the table, man. And I, I know it sounds crazy because you just said Jones just threw four touchdowns, no picks. He's got like, I don't know, 16 touchdowns, seven interceptions. But I put out a tweet yesterday, and I got some heat for it. Most people liked it, but I got a lot of heat for it, that I've never seen a quarterback where I'm more comfortable with him throwing the ball than I am with him taking a sack because I feel like if he throws it, he actually has a less – a less of a chance to turn it over than if he just took a sack. And I've never seen that before. So it, hmm. it, it plays to the accuracy that Daniel Jones has that really nobody saw except for Dave Gettleman and a few others. But it also, there, there's, it's, not just a, um, it's not just something we're talking about just to talk about it. This kid cannot hold onto the football when he gets sacked or hit. He's not feeling the pressure at all. And then by the time he does, it's too late. He hmm. fumbled three times yesterday. So my thing is, if another coach comes in, is it possible or am I a buffoon, which we have none of this week because we're 2-8, and eight, guys, sorry. Spoiler alert, no buffoons at the end of this thing. Or am I a buffoon that, you know, we could see a Josh Rosen scenario next year? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, listen, I guess it's always on the table. Um, there was a lot more factors that went into the Rosen. Oh, thing, no, no, no. You know? Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Um. So and guys, real quick before anyone gets on me, Daniel Jones is the 900th reason why we lost that game yesterday. Okay, don't don't. Yeah, there's huge problems. So, um, I guess if you know a Lincoln Riley came here and he wanted to go with his guy hurts, so you know yeah, something right. like that, you know, right. Right. um, maybe. But I don't see that. I gotta be honest with you. Jones has just shown too much promise, man. Yeah, he has. He has looked very um, good. Yeah, and I I don't see. Listen, that could always be on the table, no question. You can't rule that out after what you know Kingsbury did, but um, I, I just don't see a guy like I see a Mike McCarthy, for instance, coming in and saying I'm going to go <clears throat> with another kid because this kid can't hold on to the ball. You know, yeah. it would have to be a lot more other factors for him, um for that to happen. It's always on the table. We saw it this year, um, so I guess you can't rule it out. But this too much promise man but yeah i mean this turnover issue man he it's alarming man he, uh, jamal adams was right in his jamal adams too like jamal stripped him which yeah. he did twice yesterday once barkley picked it up and then on the other one he took to the house yep. you know yep. so um you know sherman's working on it they're working on it with him man but you really can't teach instinct right right you can't teach the feel of the pocket pressure wise so you sherman could talk to his blue in the face this kid's got to have to sit down and with himself and realize that he's going to have to stop what he's doing wrong because he can't be a turnover machine in this league, dude. You know, so. And he is right now, and that's the alarming thing. Uh, it's something we talk about, man. Cutcliffe, Cutcliffe couldn't fix it, and now Shermer seems absolutely clueless as to how to fix it. And it's what's going to keep Daniel Jones from becoming an elite quarterback because everything else is there. The brains, yeah. the arm, yeah. the strength. I mean, he's threading the needle yesterday. I'm like – I, I you know, <laughs> again, I'm not picking on him, but when Eli would throw the ball, you kind of winced a little bit sometimes and think, oh, where's it going? When Jones throws it, I'm like, oh, somebody must be open because he's going to hit him. He, he got rid of it. Thank God he got rid of it. Just get rid of the football. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but now uh, to the all, to all the Eli defenders, and you're right. Jones is going through what Eli's gone through for the last seven years, and he is getting lambasted back there. Yeah, and I, I'm sure Eli's not the type of guy to say, "Well, see, told you so." But this is what he went through, man. And the only thing Jones has going for him uh, is youth, so he's not going to get hurt as much, or, or won't they, the hurt the hits won't hurt as badly as they would on a 38 year old. And he has a little mobility; he has some mobility that he can get out. But mm. man, that offensive line, especially yesterday. Uh, this was, this is this shows you why if you traded Nate Solder, the disaster that could be behind him, as bad as Nate Solder is, yeah, uh, Smith is, it was was a complete disgrace. So, the offensive line, man, we, we talk about it all the time. They need so much right now, but you you need sixty percent uh, replacements on that offensive line. Yeah, you know, and Sherman's not helping him either. No, know? he's not. I mean, right? I mean, Sherman's got him sitting in a pocket. The receivers are running long, long routes, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's ridiculous, man. It really it doesn't get him out of the pocket. He should be getting out of pocket every third play. Please. I mean, when an offensive line's on the siege, you know, you, you got to give the kid Smith help because he couldn't block anybody. Right. You know, Sherman tried to go, oh, no, we did that. We did that. No, yeah, he said that, that in the postgame. What the a film liar. film doesn't lie. Yeah. I mean, I looked at the film already. I counted twice. Uh, you know, last drives in the fourth quarter, he was out there on an island by himself. Okay, so you're not doing that. Of course, that's an in-game adjustment. Forget about that. That's not going to happen with this coaching staff, right? Yeah. Throw it out the window. That's not happening. Uh, you got to do some play action more. Try get him, roll him out of the pocket, miss it like they do with Cousins. You know, um, you got to have to do more quick hits. You got to help the kid, man. How many times you just? Well, receivers are running you know, long verticals. They're doing, you know, a long cross. I mean, come on, man. You know, uh, you know Sherman's out there calling plays like these guys. I don't offensive line. Get him four seconds every time he's in a pocket. You know, so yeah. it's a combination of Jones. You know, with the, the way he feels for pressure, Pat Shermer. You know, I, you know I expected this kid to be out of the pocket way more. He was out a few times yesterday. He's not helping him at all. He did like two rollouts to the right. I mean, Smith was getting destroyed at left tackle. Get him out of there. Roll away from the pressure. You know, it's just ridiculous, man. It really I, I don't understand it because it seemed like in the Tampa Bay game they did that. <clears throat> they they mm-hmm. rolled them out more. There was more RPOs. The one thing you brought up yesterday uh, on Twitter was, and it was a, a very astute point, buddy. Why do they not utilize Barkley more in the passing game? And why are they not singling no him up against linebackers, right? I have no idea. I give up, Jerry. I have no idea. You, you know, you, you should be getting out there more with not check down routes. You should be doing routes, choice routes, digs, wheels, you know, try to get him, get him out there, man. You know, a little arrow route once in a while. No, he just, most of the time he's running little check down routes and, you know, you know, it's, it's ridiculous how this guy isn't utilized, especially in yesterday's game, okay? And when it, when and it was he was under constant pressure, Jones, you could have did some routes, more routes. Barkley should have been targeted 10 times yesterday, Jerry. Yeah. 10 times out of the backfield. He was targeted five times. Yeah. And I mean, it's ridiculous, you know? So this is what you deal The inconsistency of Pat Shermer's play calling, uh, it just goes with the team. The team is inconsistent, right? Sometimes yeah. they look good. Sometimes they can't get stops, can't get off the field and they're down. It's the same story, man. It's, you've been seeing this for two years, and you're going to see the last six games. Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't see more than one win over the last six. I mean, Miami won two in a row. They're not a pushover anymore. Uh, uh, this is a three and thirteen team. This is this is two, yep. this is like two years ago. Yep. I mean, this team stinks. Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, I mean, okay, coach. When you factor it all in, talent, coaching, mm-hmm. everything, we're, mm-hmm. we're bad. This is a bad team. And and the the coaching staff has taken on, I've said it before, taken on this losing is accepted thing. Like the postgame presser, you're you're looking for anything. And if you watch it as a fan, like I did, unfortunately, you just you sit there staring at the coach like, this guy's not leading us to anything. There's no changes that are gonna happen. This is a dead team walking. You said it. John Mara walked out looking pissed yesterday. John Mara's going to make a change at the end of the year. Shermer's done. And the things he could have done along the way to help himself, like change coordinators, do something here, you know, kind of point out the fact that maybe I don't have the the roster here to, to win, so let me make other changes. I thought the change to Jones was smart on his part because he bought himself some time. But there were other changes he could have made that he's just not making. And, uh, you know, he's done. This is it. They, we're going to move on to another coach. You know, uh, going to have three coaches in four years. And we're now the, uh, I don't know, I guess we're the Cleveland Browns of the NFL now, huh? 
Yeah, listen, you know, I don't like this, you know, this thing about, oh, you know, you, you can't change your coach. You know, that's going to be twice now in four years. Or yes, so. Right, so right, what? Right. I'm, I'm for it. I, I, he's got to yeah, go. Well, tell the people in Arizona that he couldn't get rid of Wilkes after one year. They're thrilled about Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. We'll see how it works out. But they're thrilled about this guy. Yeah. I mean, they'll say, if you get the right guy in here. Yeah. Okay. Who does anybody? If say 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 they do a fire Shermer, Jerry, and the next coach is a winner, turns this around, right? Uh, next year goes seven and nine. You see all kinds of progress. Couple of years, whatever it might be, right? Mm. Is anybody going to give a crap whether or not the, the Giants uh, are fire two coaches in four years? No. Come on, stop. You know what I mean? You're trying to get the right guy in here. So if you didn't get the right guy in here, all right, you try to you try again after two years. Jones has to play on others. He's not the only guy that has to play on under another coach in a few years yeah. okay and you go from there i don't you know i don't get this like you know like oh we can't do this again we need some stability it's always had stability for 100 years into the last few years you know mm -hmm. so i don't i don't go with that theory i think that's total complete bull crap you're trying to get the right guy in here you know we'll see what happens um sherman has never quite realized that when you come to new york i'll say it again you have to be a communicator with the media Okay, you can't just keep going up there and say, uh, uh, and, and, you know, his post game wrap ups are hysterical now. It's like, oh, we did some things, you know, we could have done this better. Uh, I'll take your questions. That, that doesn't fly, coach. Did you hear Andy? Did I, Jerry? Did in I his hear, post game? Say that again. Did I hear what? Andy Reid. Did you happen to hear Andy Reid's post game? I did yesterday? not. I did not. All right, well, he lost a tough one. He's up there breaking it down, blaming himself. I got to do this better. I got. Sherman's up there. Well, we got uh, we thought we did this good. We fought hard. We came back. Uh, we came up short. All right, I'll take your questions. I mean, Pat, that doesn't fly here. He he is. I got. He is one. I got to look at the tape away from becoming Ben McAdoo. I just it well, is. He's just not. He's not. You don't have to endear yourself to the media, but they have to have oh. some respect. He's got none of the media's respect. Uh, and the fans are getting more and more. In, oh, I can tell you, we're getting enraged just sitting there. You know. Yeah. And the fans are getting more and more enraged. Now, was there some good things? Yeah, but you know what, Jerry? They're not winning games, bud. No, they're not. His is what his record is, right? Yeah. Which is 17 and 42, whatever it is now, and, oh. and his uh, four, five plus years coaching. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's like top 10. It is. Bad. I mean, it's so like top you can say, did I see some? Now, he said, you know, I saw some things for progress. Is he right? Yeah. No, he is. But. When you're losing every game, you're two and eight, and you just lost to that crap team yeah. across the river, uh, across the river, in, in the state, in the same stadium you share, right? Mm -hmm. It's you know nobody wants to hear that. He's right. There was a few positives. There was, but there was way more negatives. And you're losing every game. Yep. It's Pat. Shut up. You know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's so discouraging. Um, listen. Uh, was there some positives yesterday? Yeah, I mean, you got to be happy about Darius Slayton, right, Jerry? Oh, absolutely. I thought he had a great game. And, and uh, it's amazing how a kid can look when he just catches the ball every time. I mean, he had no drop issues yesterday. None. Right. I mean, you got to be happy about Dan Daniel Jones is putting up some numbers for as a rookie quarterback that hasn't been done before. Okay? Yep. So Jones is doing some things, man. He, uh, four more touchdowns yesterday. But I understand the ball security issues. But if, you, if you're going to sit there and say, well, this kid is not the future, Right now, I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about another 18 fumbles next year. I'm talking about right, right. now. Right. You know, uh, then you you know then you just pissed off at the world. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and uh, that was so. my that was my point. His one fatal flaw is his inability to hold onto the ball. Yeah. And my my thing is, if that doesn't improve, then that's mm -hmm. enough for a coach to come in and say, Yeah, Daniel, we can't have 40 touchdowns in a in a given season because that's what it looks like this freaking kid can do. Yeah, and. Uh, 12 interceptions, but 28 fumbles. That's not going to work. We have, we can't have 40 touchdowns, 40 interceptions, or I'm sorry, 40 touchdowns and 40 turnovers from you. That's, that's not going to be a winning nope. formula. Nope. I mean, that's the Giants have like 24 turnovers this year. I think 17. Or from him. Related to Jones. Yeah. Yep. From him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's inexcusable, man. Uh, you know, so that's something hopefully like no interception yesterday, but he did have the two fumbles. One recovered by the Jets, obviously the Jamal Adams play, you know? Yeah. Um, so you can't have that. Uh, forget about fumbling, Jerry. And, and then when they turn into, you know, six points, right? Yep. To the house, <laughs> that's even worse, you know? Yeah. So, um, it, it, I thought, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, you, you put out a tweet last night that got 
a lot of venom towards it, but I, look, I guess it helps, Chris, that you and I agree on 90 to 95% of the direction of where the Giants should go. Mm-hmm. Um, you put out a tweet last night about Stefanski, mm-hmm. and a lot of people didn't give the give it a chance, and they just said, why would we hire uh, a guy, an offensive coordinator again from Minnesota? Mm. And my response is, all right, well, in the 80s, okay, or whenever, like Bill Walsh is the up-and-coming offensive coordinator. You know, just because you hire a crap offensive coordinator doesn't mean that you wouldn't hire Bill Walsh next, right? Like, that doesn't mean anything. I don't care if you hire a defensive coordinator or an offensive one, but I want an up-and-coming guy who's going to think outside the box and and breathe life into this organization. So when you said Stefanski, I mean, he's doing things in Minnesota that I'm not seeing with the Giants at all. Schemes and everything. He's utilizing oh, yeah. Dalvin. He realizes that Dalvin Cook plays on his team or and, plays and, for his side, and he, and he gets him out in space. Yeah, and... Listen, he's just a bright young mind. There's a reason why Zimmer wouldn't let him interview with Sherma, right? Right. This year. Um, he's just a bright, you know, you just, I understand, listen, people were pissed off. They're like, because they just associated with him, Minnesota, another quarter. And they're like, oh, we already did that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I, listen, I understand the venom. You know, I, I understand. But I'm just watching the Vikings this year and what he's doing with them. And you know what I like about Stefanski? And I'm not saying he's, he should be, you know, my opinion if something happens to Sherman, it should be Stefanski and McCarthy, right? And then we'll see who else is available, whatever, right, Jerry? You like McCarthy well, that much, huh? Uh, I well, he's a proven winner, Jerry. And that's what every I'm, I'm asking because Twitter is is all over Mike McCarthy. Giants Twitter is yeah, like bring in McCarthy. Winner? Yeah, positive. Yeah, positive. Right. I mean, McCarthy's yeah. a proven winner. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, his resume speaks for itself. You know, don't don't go by what happened the last few years at Green Bay. Everybody, time runs up. You know, only Belichick seems like his time never runs up, right? I mean, even Andy Reid. Andy Reid's a great coach, but his time was up right. in Philly. Right. Yeah, Andy Reid, I think, is a Super Bowl away from being a top five coach of all time. And, okay? and by the way, to your point, Parcells would always leave before his time was up. <laughs> everywhere, well, everywhere, was... everywhere he went, he would just leave before his right. time was up. Parcells was always ahead of the gun, right? <laughs> right, right. So, so, I mean, the point making is that you got to look at what Stefanski's doing now. I love the guy, what he does for the Vikings. You see him last night. He's, they're running the ball down the Cowboys' throats, and he's stuck with it, Jerry. Yeah. And I, now, I understand that Zimmer's philosophy. He wants that. I understand. But Stefanski's still calling the plays. And you see the way he kept sticking with it, yeah. right? Uh, and then you see what he does with Cook, and you see what he does with, with Diggs, and you see now Rudolph, the what he was doing with Rudolph last night. And all I'm saying is that he's an up-and-coming offensive mind. Okay, that's all I'm saying. And after what he's doing – what he's doing in Minnesota, he's a guy that you have to bring in and interview. All right, maybe I, maybe I was like getting crazy. I was like, don't let him leave the room, you know, <laughs> until he's signed. Okay, there's other guys. I understand that. Uh, McCarthy's definitely a guy you got to look at. You know what I mean? If this happens with Sharma, uh, but you can't, you can't just associate the Vikings and Sharma, and you know, and Stefanski and say, well, we don't want him because you know he he was with Minnesota. And he was a coordinator too. Can't do that. I agree. I, I, I looked at that tweet and thought, yeah, the, the, I'm watching the game and the Vikings are doing this with, I don't care what anybody says. Kirk Cousins is a middle of the pack quarterback. He is, he's always been, you know, he's got a lot of weapons. He's got a great offensive. This is what a great offensive scheme can do for a quarterback. And you thought you had it with, with Shermer with um, when he had Case Keenum uh, in Minnesota, but you said it, I think earlier, maybe it was earlier this year. When they play the Eagles in the conference championship game, the scripted first drive went really well. Then after that, the Vikings got smacked in the mouth and Shermer had no answer. And that should have been a red flag then. And, and look, we're, we're always on board. We're on board with what the Giants do because you want to give them a chance at everything. You want to say, sure. well, if this is the plan, let's see how it kind of comes to fruition. We're not a Twitter account or um, you know a media outlet who poo-poos everything they do for the sake of doing it. I love the Odell trade. I still do. And I don't know how, if you can watch Jabril Peppers and Dexter Lawrence, still not love that trade. Okay. I like it more now than I did at the time. And I, O'Shane Zimenez hasn't really done that much yet. And I still love the trade. Jabril Peppers is the best player on that defense right now. So we always try to give these, guys, these, these, these big moves a chance, the coaching hires, the GM hires. But I want to jump into this real quick. One of the things that I guess over the last day or so, Something that's kind of a way I'm feeling is it's for the first time yet. And maybe I'm behind the curve because a lot of guys hate him. I started thinking, well, what about Dave Gettleman, right? 
the free a lot of the free agencies brought in uh, the hiring of Shermer, calling him the adult in the room. Uh, some of the the draft picks he's made. I still believe in Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley as one and two. That that's enough. But uh, dude, you know the trade for Leonard Williams. When it happened again, you and I, let's see what happens. Maybe he's got a plan. Mm-hmm. We gave now a, what's going to look like a top five pick in that round for yeah. a player who is not the guy from USC, but he's the Jet. Now, the trade was made because, well, we're going to have first first rights to him to sign him to $10 million a year. Wow, okay. you're still going to do that? But the, the thinking was the Jets aren't utilizing him right. We will. Based on what? Pat, James Betcher? Like, holy crap! That Now it looks worse than ever! And I'm sorry to lose it, but that's one that just... I don't know why, but I was focusing on Leonard Williams yesterday, and I'm thinking, we're going to lose this game, we're going to have a top-five pick in that third round, and it's going to go to the Jets, and we need a left tackle, right tackle, center, edge rusher, defensive lineman, free safety, another tight end, a wide receiver, and a backup running back. We need so much, and he gave that pick away for nothing! For Leonard Williams, I, dude, that's one where it's like, all right, you know what? It's all on the table now. And you have to think, like, is John Marin now questioning everything Dave Guttelman's doing? I, I just have to throw it out there. I'm sorry, Chris. Yeah, yeah, well, there's some moves definitely that need to be questioned. No doubt about it, you know? Listen, Leonard Williams has played two games as a Giant, and he's basically looked like he did as a Jet for four-plus years. He's right. You know, he, he'll give you some tackles. He's going to give you some pressures. Nothing. You know, no impact, right? None. This is what he's been since he's been in the NFL. Right. No impact. Right. So, um, now you're going to go out and you're going to give this guy, you know, $12 million a year, $12, 13000000 million a year. Is he that type of player? He's, he's like we talked about. He's pretty good, but we, you know, we, a we lot did, of money. We did more than pretty good. <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, we need more than that. Yeah. You know, so, but you know what? He's going to look like... You know, he's going to look like an idiot, Jerry, if if he doesn't sign him, right? And he gives up a high three. I know. So, you know, he's going to go out, and they're going to sign him. He'll get the and th- Leonard Williams' yeah. agent is probably going to dive at the, uh, you know, at the uh, contract and sign it, you know? He's going to get a, he'd get a three back in 21, but it would be compensatory, so it would be at the end of the round. Yeah. And the way yeah. it's looking for us, 2020, I don't know how much better it's going to be. And I know, look, a lot of, time, a lot of things can happen before that. I'm just being a jerk right now. But I guess my point is, Dave Gutterman has made a lot of questionable moves now. Some I've liked a lot. Some now I'm starting to hate. And is he going to be picking the next coach? Probably, right? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not trying yeah. to be funny, dude. I, I, yeah, I don't think. I'm just trying to be a wise-ass Chris. I'm I don't seriously think Gettleman, it out loud. Um, I don't think Gettleman deserves to get fired. No, okay. I don't. Right. I mean, I think you, everybody's pretty happy with this Jones kid. Yeah. Um. Saquon needs some help, you know. Um, but I think we all know what Saquon is, right? So yeah, and I watched that game yesterday, and you said it, man. The line wasn't opening up any holes, but it, I, to me, he did look hurt still. Well, he's not a hundred percent, Jerry. You, listen, you said he's not going to be hundred percent the rest of the year. He's not going to be a hundred percent till you see him next spring, okay? But he looked he looked worse than he has in recent weeks, even. Well, in the first half, he looked like you know he was. 90, 95%. He got banged up in the second half. He wasn't the same. Yeah. But there's no excuses in this game, my man. All right. right. If you're out there, yep. okay, if you're out there, then you got to produce. Now, I said it numerous times. I know a lot of people are like, well, Saquon's, hey, look at him. He's got no explosion. He can't run. He can't push off the leg. That's why he got no yards yesterday. No. He got no yards yesterday because the Jim Brown couldn't have got 40 yards yesterday. Right. Okay, there was nowhere for Saquon to run. Now, maybe one or two, maybe he was able to kick it out, maybe gave a – he had nowhere to run. He was hit behind the line of scrimmage numerous times yesterday, right? Yes. Spencer Pulley was horrible. Yeah, that was, horrible. I, didn't, I didn't see – everybody's saying, oh, you got to play Pulley. He's better than Jalapeno. No, yeah. no, not yesterday he wasn't. He well, was terrible. He was horrible Pulley yesterday. Bullen yeah. Anders wasn't good. Yeah. Okay, Eric, then when Solo went out, Smith came in. You know, Nick Gates was Nick Gates kind of held his own. I'll give him that. But these are not quality starters. Right. Right? You basically you had Hernandez and Zeitler, you know, and they struggled. Yeah. Okay, so you, you Saquon. Listen, Saquon, what's concerning to me about Saquon right now is his pass protection, man. Oh, was that ever I thought it was a I thought it was a positive of his coming out of college. 
I thought he was good uh, at it. I, I didn't know that, but I, I, I thought could... I, I could have sworn he was good at that. According, I I don't want to quote Dave Syverson. He's the man. So if I get it wrong, I'm sorry, Dave. But I thought Dave Syverson said he was good at blitz pickup. I thought I read that, but maybe but, I'm wrong. Well, he hasn't been good in the NFL. And I think what Saquon has to realize that he's a tough kid. We all know that, right, mm. Jerry? Yes, very. But when you pass protect, it's like a different type of mentality, dude. All right? Yeah. When you, you got to have a different type of mentality because you got linebackers and safeties coming at you full speed, man. You can't just go up there and give them an ole or like, oh, let me try to hold them up here. You got to have a mentality of like a linebacker. You got you to gotta blast that guy that's coming in. I mean, Jamal Adams blew him up twice. I mean, but it's happened all year, Jerry. But, but the last three games. But yesterday, I guess it, it looked horrific. Yeah. I mean, is it part because maybe he can't support with the ankle? I'm sure it I, is. I hope it is. But it, but when you see that a few times, you, if you're Sherman, you got to get him out, dude. Yes, you do. Right. Speaking of getting guys out, one of my pet peeves with Sherman is what? Everybody, nobody gets yanked. Never. Nope. Right? We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Oh, well, we don't want Jack Rabbit to act up. We don't want this kid. This kid Baker should have been benched about three times this year, right? Yeah. Now and people, oh, he gonna put in there. Oh, uh, well. Guess what? You got all the guys. You got the Ballantines. You got the Hellies. Oh, we, Did you drew, see the we, Jets? Dra- we drafted nine corners. Right. You got I Julian mean... Love still sitting on a bench. Oh. Okay. But guess what? Guess yeah. what, Jerry? Yes. Did you see what the Jets did yesterday? Okay. Nate Hairston couldn't cover Darius Slayton. That's right. Greg Williams had enough. Yeah. He must. He told Gase, get this Hairston out of the game. <laughs> oh, he yanked his. I don't know. I think Gase loses it all to Williams. So Williams Probably. yanked his butt out of the game. Yep. They put in a kid. They sign off the street, right? Yep. Point being is what? If you're not producing, get them out. Not Sherma. No, everybody, you can get lit up 100 times a game. Penalties. Baker had penalties yesterday. He was getting beat on crossing routes. Ah, just keep him in there. You know, keep him in there. I mean, at what point do you say, all right, get him out for a few series. Get him out. Get somebody else. Light a f- I don't know what's going on, but get this kid out. And I tell you what, yeah. Jerry, yeah. we moved up. Gettleman, you're talking about Gettleman. We moved up into the first round and get this kid. Ooh. And there's a lot of people saying right now, why did you do that, Dave? Right? Right. right. Okay. Yeah, that's another one. And, and that's one of his moves that you just think, oh, man, I hope this works. And I keep saying it, man. I look at DeAndre Baker, and he looks like a pro corner. He's got the physique for it. But – by, and by the way, I didn't think that pass interference was that – I didn't think it was obvious pass interference. Maybe I'm just a homer. But he didn't turn his head, but you don't have to turn your head anymore uh, in the corner of the end zone. But it is what it is. He, he struggled all year. He struggled with, with Betcher's defense. But it just – it seems to always come back to the coaching, right? These mm-hmm. guys aren't coached up. And when guys leave here, somehow Eric Flowers is an, is an adequate guard. Okay, I mean, he's not good. But – he can play guard, and he's not completely embarrassing himself like he did here. Eli Apple's not good, but he's hanging in at corner. Like, th- there's such a – and I'm not defending any of the Reese picks because Reese was a disaster. But there is such a coaching and mentoring and teaching problem here, and it just doesn't seem like it's getting better. It's not seem- It doesn't seem like we're coaching these guys up at all. I refuse to believe that every draft pick we make is a complete and utter failure. And – DeAndre Baker is kind of representing that to me now. Like, is it coaching with him? Is it effort with him? I mean, you know, Mike Thomas was quoted yesterday walking out of the locker room that something's got to change. Does he mean coaching? Does he mean players? Does he mean all of it? So it, it's just it's just frustrating because there's a, you, you kind of throw your hands up in the air, I think, if you're a Giants fan and say, I don't even know what the problem is right now. We're so bad. Jerry, it's all of it, yeah. okay? Yeah. It's the players. It's attention to detail, it's coaching, it's every, it's like a cake. You put it in the mix, and you, and oh, and when the cake is done, you got two and eight, <laughs> right? <laughs> I love that. So the 2019 I mean, Giants were cake. Right. It's just it's everything, Jerry. It's everything. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's uh, Sherma's horrific game management. Horrific. And you know uh, he did some things again yesterday. Uh, in-game adjustment, uh, I just don't see them. Yeah, you just don't see them. Not at all. Um, that and the players have to look in the mirror. 
dude. The players have to look in the mirror and say, why am I, you know, I'm not getting better. You know, we're not progressing here as an organization. You know, a lot of guys have to look in the mirror. Now, you know, Baker is a kid being around him. I don't think he's looking in the mirror. You know, he's kind of thinks he has it figured out. Now he's starting to say, well, maybe I should do this a little bit more. Yeah, well, get guess what? Guess what? Uh, this is the NFL, right? Yeah, yeah. You're not in college anymore. You're not walking around like you're the big guard on campus and all the girls, oh, look at DeAndre. We love you. You're a star. <laughs> this is the NFL. Yeah. Okay? Yep. When you step in a locker room in the NFL, there's 53 guys. There might be 38 of them that have families. They, they rely on these paychecks to support their family. And you got some kid who still thinks he's on campus walking in and decides he's not going to really study that hard or I got this all figured out and, no, I'm really good. I'm one of the best corners. Going. Guess what? You're not. Okay? So stop thinking you got it all figured out. Now it took you nine weeks to realize, hey, maybe I don't. Yeah, well, guess what? You don't. So, you know, DeAndre Baker is a kid that better mature real quick. He better study technique because his technique's horrible, okay? And you looked at the pass interference yesterday, Jerry. Was it, you know, was it obvious? No. But as soon as he winged those arms up like that and didn't turn his head, they're going to throw the flag, Jerry. Yeah. Do I necessarily agree with it? Well, I looked at it a few times. I can see what they were throwing the flag. I'm not going to argue with that, Jerry. I got to yeah, be honest yeah. with you. I was just glad Sherman didn't challenge it. I'm surprised he didn't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, you know, you're not a rookie anymore, my man. Yeah. This is your 10th game. Yep. And, and you're going to, you know, and you're going to defend Robbie Anderson like that with your head not turned and just throwing your arms up like that? You're going to get that flag 99 out of 100 times. Okay? Yep. And guess what? They threw the flag, they're on the one, and that's the end of that. You know? So yeah. there's some guys and kids have to look in the mirror and say, what am I doing wrong? You know? Yeah. And then you got the coaches and all that. It's just a big ingredients into the cake, Jerry. Big ingredients. And what comes out of the oven? A 3-13 year, my friend. <laughs> what comes out of the oven? A cyanide-filled cake. <laughs> I mean, you look at the rest of the defense, right, and, and a Baker aside. I looked at the defensive line, and as mad as I was getting at Leonard Williams, something I didn't see coming was Dalvin Tomlinson's playing better over the last few weeks. And yesterday, he led the team in tackles. He had nine. He had a sack. He had a sack last week. Like, I no, I, maybe he didn't, did he have a sack yesterday? Maybe he didn't have a sack. He had a tackle oh. for loss. Dalvin oh. Tomlinson. He had a – yes, I think he was credited with a sack. I thought he yes. had a sack. He yeah. played a hell of a game yesterday. Right, and he's getting better. B.J. Hill is an afterthought. He's on the sidelines now. Uh, I think I see R.J. McIntosh in more than I see B.J. Hill. But you look at that defensive line, you see Dexter Lawrence, obviously someone you can build around. We keep saying that. Uh, but one of the one of the, the needs this offseason is an impact, as you would say, player along that line. The linebackers yesterday – yeah, Lorenzo. Oh, I mean, Lorenzo Carter. Meh. Marcus Golden had a half a sack lined up off sides again. To your to mm -hmm. your point, Chris. Detail. You can't line up off sides on third and one, and then extend the, the drive, and the Jets score a touchdown. Um, but the middle linebackers. I don't know what they were watching. Where they said Alec Ogletree's having a good game, dude. We talked about this earlier, yeah, so please. I'm cheating a little. We both spoke about this. He is terrible. He stinks. Yeah. David Mayo stinks. We're hoping Ryan Connolly comes back healthy, but they need mm. another middle linebacker, a sideline to sideline guy. Holy cow, man! The middle linebackers are bad on this team. Yeah, Ogletree is just, you know, he's just mediocre at best. You know, we said this numerous times. Yep. You know? Yep. And then so. you move to the secondary, like we said, Jabril Peppers is the best player on defense right now. I, I, I think he's really someone that wants to be here. You've said over and over again how he can't stand the losing. Uh, it's mm. really starting to get to him. And yeah. I think he's someone that if you put a, a nice free safety next to him, someone who's adequate, yeah. I mean, just adequate, he'd be better. But um, yeah. that other corner s spot, I laughed yesterday when Janoris Jenkins went out and Sam Beal came in for him. I just thought, it's the end of the game. We're trying to keep them from scoring. And that's when Sam Beal sees the field. Oh, okay. Cool. No, 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 Jerry, Jerry. Jen Jenkins went out with a concussion. Uh, no, I know. 
I know. Oh, oh, oh. I wasn't like, I wasn't like, sure. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, oh, okay. no. I'm not talking about that. But yeah. I'm saying, why? Like, he. He didn't play a snap. I know. He, he went in late. He went in yeah. at that point. Like, it was. A- it was the funniest thing, Jake, because I put on Twitter, please, and then all of a sudden, Beal was out there, and I saw Jenkins walking to the locker room. <laughs> right, like, I would have thought, if I'm a coach, I'm going to put Corey Ballantyne there, and, and unfortunately, Grant Haley or Julian Love in the slot. Like, I wouldn't have worked Beal in at that point. I would have worked Beal in earlier in the game, like, when it didn't mean as much. He put him in on, like, the, the Jets' final drive, I think, when Jenkins went out. And I just thought, what? That's a hell of a time to put Sam Beal in. You didn't work him in at all, but... Now you're putting him in because Jackrabbit went out. You're not putting anyone else there. Okay, I guess that's a way to go. But he hasn't seen the, he hasn't seen the football field in two plus years. He sees it there. I mean, all right. Why don't we next time? Let's wait for a playoff run to play these guys. Yeah, at that point, just put Haley in his slot, balance on the right? side, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sitting there. I'm going, is anyone else thinking this right now? Well, this is the mo- yeah. Now we're gonna Bill's been cold. He's sitting there for, for three and a half quarters, and now we're gonna put him on the outside. He's been yeah. He's been sitting there for three and a half quarters plus right. two years. Yes, right. Plus two years. You know, and, and now we're going to put him in this crucial <laughs> spot. I mean, this is just a mind-boggling decisions this coaching staff makes, Jerry. It's a, it's laughable. It's it's, it's just laughable. laughable. And, uh, it's uh, you know it's laughable some of the personnel decisions guys they've signed or released over the last few years too. And that goes to Gettleman. All right, that goes. I mean, they they pick up this Eric Smith kid, and I feel bad. He's such a nice dude, man. But the Jets cut him. Are the Jets stacked on the offensive line? No, their offensive line's terrible. Okay, so except when, the when Jets... they play us, then they're the, uh, the the seven blocks of granite. So when they when they when they release an offensive lineman for uh, on a team that needs offensive linemen, right? Right there, I would be like, well, wait a minute, you know, we're gonna bring this kid in. The Jets just release him. They need offensive line, right? Yes. It's comical. If the, if the Cowboys release him, you look at it and go, okay, well, maybe this kid got caught up in a numbers game, but he could play, right? Right. When the Jets release you. You got to say, well, what are we doing here? You know, it just, I just shake my head. I, sh- I, I, I wonder if they're looking at this. And I was looking at this kid, Smith, and I'm saying to myself, what do they see in this kid? You know? Yeah. And I look at it like, is it me? Or are they looking at the same things that I'm looking at? I'm like, uh, I guess not. Because you know why, Jerry? Eric Smith went in yesterday and he couldn't block anybody dude no he was he was absolutely but, terrible but these are so-called professional talent evaluators and they're saying oh yeah put eric smith on the active roster if we need him for a swing tackle he's good uh, what oh man i tell you i mean it, go, it goes to the it goes to 2018 when they made all those cuts at the last minute and you thought <laughs> maybe they know what they're doing you know, maybe Shermer's so good on the offensive line that he can turn anybody into something, right? I think the Vikings didn't have a very good line, but he made them go from worst to first or whatever they, they went to. They had a, a horrible line, then they had a very good line. They went to the conference championship under his, uh, you know, when he was an offensive coordinator. But it goes to the last year, and I'm sitting there watching all the cuts as you're sending them out. And one of the advantages to, um, you know, knowing you is that you text me first before you send out the tweets. And right. I'm seeing them all, and I'm like, wow, we are releasing a lot of guys and bringing in all these other guys. And now, to me, moves like Alex Taney just cracked me up. Because, I, I would again, I would stick up for Shermer and what he did, and maybe he sees this or that. It's just comical. It, it's just the moves they make are so stupid and so ridiculous and so little league that it's like we, we can't get out of our own way. It's one problem to have no influx of talent via the draft or free agency. But then when you make moves like that, you bring the shit show or the crap show, sorry, folks, to a whole nother level. Yeah, even little things like yesterday, they went in the game with two tight ends. Everybody was, I get to the stadium, we see two, you know, and we will, you know, we were all like surprised. Like, why did he bring in another, like, Garrett Dickinson back? He's still out there. Why did he bring somebody back to have three? What if one guy goes down? And he's a, I mean, this is a head coach and, and general manager that, started the season with five tight ends on a roster. And everybody was like, what the hell are you doing with five tight ends? Remember? Yeah. It's like, it's feast or famine. It's one or the other. And then we go in yesterday's mm-hmm. game with two. I, I understand. I guess that, you know, they assume England, England was going to be back in, in two weeks, but I thought that was like weird. You know, you, you know it's just weird. Jerry. I, I, I just shake my head now, man. It's just, Listen, it's just unbelievable. But, if, the, but if, if you ask Shermer that, he'll say, well, three weeks ago we needed five. Now we just need two. And yeah, there's well, no, no reason why. It's just, well, it's, I know more than you. Well, I'm Belichick. You're not. 
Well, guess what? I hope he doesn't like that house in Summit too much, uh, too much because he might have to put it on the market in January. You know, so I I don't see how he keeps his job unless, like I said, they go seven and nine, which is a which is, I mean, there's a better chance of a spaceship landing tomorrow well, than the Giants going seven and nine. After yesterday, yes, you know, I I don't see more than three wins. Um, a four would kind of surprise me right now, to be honest with you. But you know, this is why you played them. You know. So you saw John Mara walk past. Describe describe the look. Describe everything that yeah, you saw. Yeah, he had that look like he wanted to kill somebody. <laughs> you know? He had that look like he was not happy. Uh, listen, Mara's done this before. You know, he, he gets pissed at these games, man. He's, yeah. He gets – and losing to that team yesterday, he, he – listen, Mara's not a big fan of Woody Johnson. I, mean, I don't give a shit. I don't give a crap what they tell you. Okay, he's not a big fan. Trust me on this. He's not a big fan of the Johnsons. Yeah. He loved Leon Hess. They were really tight. Yeah, Wellington Mara and him were, yep, yep. Wellington Mara and Leon Hess were like, they used yeah. to go out, they used to socialize, the wives, everything. Yeah. Okay? Um, Johnson's came in, uh, and the Maras were not big fans, okay? Yeah. yeah. So that's the extra punch from that loss yesterday. That now you got to lose to this one buffoon who was over in England. The other buffoon who's acting like he's an owner over here now in the States. Okay? Um, so Mara was pissed. Um I was there when he left out of the locker room. Somebody outside the locker room tried to, hey, Mr. Matter, would you like to speak? And he just like, it was like the guy had leprosy. You know, he didn't, he didn't even look the report his way. He just kept walking. Um, what's the matter? I hear you laughing. Lep- you know? Leprosy. And, 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 you know, I, I was look, I looked at Mary, came right at me, and I wouldn't even dare ask him, hey, Mr. Matter, would you like to, speak? you know, because he probably would have punched me in the face. That's how, that's the type of look he had in his face, on his face. Um, and he just stormed out heading towards the parking lot. You know, listen, Mara takes these losses way harder than well- Wellington took them hard, but John Mara is like a whole different level. Some of these losses, you know, and I, yeah, you know, yeah, he's and, his father with worse, a worse temper. With a little bit worse. Yeah. Right. With a worse temper. He shows, he shows his emotions more on his, uh, he wears his emotions more on his sleeve, Jerry, more than Wellington did, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he'll cool off and I'm sure he's going to bring in. Pat, everything's Rosie Sharma and uh, Gettleman, and I'm sure he's going to want to know wh- what's going on with the direction. You know, where are we? Or, you know, and this and that. Um, during the bye week, they're going to evaluate each player, each coach, uh, and then we'll see what happens. You know, um, but I don't think Sharma survives this loss, Jerry. Uh, at the end of the year, you know, you you brought up Wellington Mara, and I just wanted to add this because people on Twitter, I don't know if they have short term memory. Or if mm-hmm. they just remember the last thing people did or choose not to remember the bad times. I guess maybe that's, what was that, in Jersey Boys? You always remember things the way you have to? I, I don't know. But Wellington Mara, and I love him, right? Okay? This guy was a St. Wellington. In my life, there's God, there's Mrs. Twelfth Man, there's my kids, and there's Wellington Mara Fourth. And I'm not kidding. I, I adored Wellington Mara as a human being. But he went through 18 years of not making the playoffs. So when mm. people tweet, this would have never flown, this wouldn't fly with Wellington yeah. Mara. Guys, yeah. come on. <laughs> like, yeah. wait a minute. And that's like when they do this, that's when the Yankee fans do the Steinbrenner thing. This wouldn't have flown with George Steinbrenner. Did you mm. not watch the 80s? Did you Did you not watch him hire a private investigator to tail Dave Winfield and trade <laughs> and, and trade young players for garbage? Like, I don't, it just cracks me up. Like, guys, wait, 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 wait. Let's take this for what it is. John Mara is struggling and going through a horrific time as an owner. But don't tell me that Wellington Mara wouldn't have flown for this. Like, I, I, like No, no. Matter of fact, Wellington Mara. Like, come on. As a matter of fact, Wellington Mara probably would have kept Sharma two more years. Right. He would have had more patience. So. He had way yeah, he, he had way more patience than his son. Just way more. Please, you know? guys, stop with that. I mean, come on. That's irresponsible. Yeah, I remember in the 70s, people were screaming, why don't you fire a cut? And, you know, Maverick brought him back another year. And <laughs> he, he, I think he signed Ali Sherman to, like, a 10-year contract oh. when people wanted him fired. Oh, Ali Sherman. I mean, you, and you want to talk about a colossal buffoon, you know? And he kept and he and he kept them, and people were going ballistic. Man, guys, guys, know? think about this for one second. Wellington Mara, again, I, this is not a Wellington Mara bash fest, but we have to put it into context. He let Vince Lombardi and Tom Landry walk. <laughs> That's almost impossible to do. Yeah. Sorry, I love him. Yeah. Like, please, guys, don't take this as anything. What it just 
let's let's not put this on John Mara completely. John Mara has been a, mm-hmm. has been bad the last seven years, but please, he, the the look yesterday, the anger, mm-hmm. this is killing him as much as it kills anybody else. That's all. Yep, yep, it is killing him, no doubt about it. But we'll see what happens. Chris, is there a chance that and I, this is a uh, this is a hail mary. Is there a chance that they make a move with Shermer and let someone like McGahey finish out the season? I don't see that, Jerry. Because that's I the only guy happening. I could look at this roster, look at this coaching staff and yep. say, he might be a guy that you not only keep, but maybe elevate to something. Because other than Rosas, which I don't know where the hell this happened, where he starts missing extra points every week, the special teams for the Giants have vastly improved. Yes, they have. And that's a credit to McGahey. Yeah, and you have to think they have his respect. Uh, I would love to see, I don't know, him get an interim shot. But I, I guess after uh, firing McAdoo mid-year, he's not going to do the same thing with Shermer. I don't see that because the locker room hasn't revolted, Jerry. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, Mara understands their fan base is enraged, but um, McAdoo got it because the locker room just turned on him, you know? Yeah. And it was like a circus in there. So that's why McAdoo got it. You know, the whole Manning and then the whole, you know, the whole locker revolt. That's what did McAdoo. And that, that's not happening here. So, no, I do not expect to see that at all. I'll be shocked if something happened to Sherman, but I don't expect that, Jerry. That's not going to happen. So so for those of you who didn't see it, uh, when Golden Tate was being interviewed yesterday, Chris was just to the left of him. So I took a few pictures. Saquon. Saquon. Sa- I'm sorry, Saquon, yes. Yeah. I took a few pictures, sent it to Chris. My wife even said, oh, look, there's Chris. Uh, and then people on Twitter saw it without, I would, wasn't going to post that, but people, oh, on really? Twitter, some people on Twitter posted, said, hey, oh, look, Chris, I got a, I, yeah, from uh, Sports Extra, I was, uh, last time I was on Sports oh, Extra, too. I, I watched it, I saw it, it was funny. But people, oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, people started tweeting in, a couple people tweeted, hey, look, there's Chris Bizignano. What's, uh, give that me- was actually uh, very tense, very, very tense, that interview with Barkley. He was yeah. not himself. I was gonna say, was what, very, what's the what's the mood of the locker room now, dude? What what is what what are you saying? Uh, just a lot, uh, just very down now. You know, I just, you know, just very down. Um, Saquon was not himself yesterday. He was for the first time. He was like very short with us. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, usually he gives you answers, but a lot of it was we got to get better. And somebody actually asked him about his ankle, and he was just like, "Next question." Yeah, I think you it know? was Vasciano. Um, and that's not like. Uh, Saquon. Yeah. It's it's a lot of frustration, Jerry. Uh, I tell you what, man. I like to look at a lot of these guys to see how they're taking losing. Yeah. You know? Um, I can tell you this, man. Jabril Peppers is a guy that is not happy about You know, uh, he is infuriated in a locker room about the losing. And I, I like that in a player, Jerry. Yeah. Right? Uh, you see him yesterday, and you see a guy flying around looking to make a difference, right? Yeah, I, I think he's getting better and better, and I'm, I'm psyched that he's actually on this team now. I, I, you know what? Um, Lennon Williams, when he first came, when he got traded uh, two weeks ago, I said, well, they just traded. He's the best player on defense right now. He didn't even play a snap. Guess what? Peppers has shifted that. He's yeah. turned that the last few weeks. Yeah. Right now, Peppers is the best player on the defense. Yeah. Okay? Well, while Lennon Williams is shown his usual – you know, you know, pretty good. Not much else, right? Some, some pressure. But Peppers is out there flying around. He he broke up. He had a couple of pass defenses yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's tackling all over the place. He's all yeah. he's putting. No, he's hitting guys, man. He's yeah. not out there. He's not out there. Be friends with you. You know, hey, hey Le'Veon, how you doing? Yo, well, you know, none of that stuff. You know, yeah. hey, well, you know, we'll meet up soon. We'll t- well, I'll see you tonight. He's out there to hurt people. He's out there to hit people, man. Yeah. He's out there to be your friend. Okay, none of that crap. I like that about Peppers, man. I really do. I see him. He's getting better and better, Jerry. And I'm glad, you know, I'm glad to see his progress, man. I think we got something for this with this kid, Jerry, for the next few years. Yeah, and that, again, that's that's part of the. Um, obviously, it was the player returned in the Odell trade, uh, along with the the picks that became Dexter Lawrence and Zimenez. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm ecstatic with uh, with Julius Peppers right now. I'm, I'm sorry, Jabril Peppers right now. I think for one fourteenth of the cost, you're getting a better player than Landon Collins right now. So, um, no shot at Collins. Sorry, but he is playing better. I mean, I, the, the one thing Gettleman got a lot of crap for was letting Collins walk. Uh, this is why you let him walk because Jabril Peppers is doing it better at a lot cheaper price. So, 
at least that's one positive we can take on the uh, the defensive side of the ball. Uh, wh- one more thing. I know this is totally off topic, but we were watching the pregame yesterday, and Banks was on, and my wife said to me, would he ever coach? And I hmm. said, uh, he doesn't have any interest. I mean, people have said to him on Twitter, uh, no. would you want to coach? Yeah. But Chris, I, I'm asking you. I'm imploring you. No, no, um, no, If, no. if you could no try to try and make that happen for oh. Giant fans, that would be great. You know, I know your relationship with him. So. <laughs> no, I don't have that type of pull, man. <laughs> because that's a guy um, – I laugh because if I would love a player to make some excuse to Banks and say – him just look at him like, really? Are you going to give me this right now? I, okay. Jerry, I told you in the last podcast, the only thing I'll do with Banks, yeah. I promise you, yeah. um, is if something happened with Belichick up in New England yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where he was looking to get the hell out of there and obviously Sherman gets launched – that I would have, I would be hounding banks every day. Call Bill, call Bill, call Bill, <laughs> you know, because yeah. they're tight. Those two are still very tight, you know. I would probably get arrested for driving up to Boston and trying to get him. <laughs> I'd be like, Bill, I'm here. He'd be like, oh my God, get rid of this guy. I'd be, I'd, I'd spend a couple nights in jail and I'd uh, have to get Bill. Well, it might be worth it if he ever came down, you know, 95, you know. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, dude. If, if, it, if, it, if it yielded him coming to the Giants, I'd spend a week in jail. How about that? There you go. There you up. go. So it'll be worth it'll be worth doing a little time, right? I just want to get better. I'll, I'm willing to do a lot for this team to get better. I'm, yeah. it's, I'm out there. It's out there. Right. So no, Banks has no interest um, in coaching. No, he just he has so much other stuff going on in his personal life that he I just know. can't do the hour. Man, it was doesn't just, want to do it. It so. was just funny hearing like someone who doesn't watch that much football to look at him, listen to him speak, and say mm-hmm. he really knows what he's talking about. Why doesn't this guy coach? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I know, hun, I know. He should be, baby, but he doesn't want to. Uh, but look, man, the, the overall um, status of this franchise right now, the, the bye week is uh, is finally upon us. Yeah, much needed. The, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know what the hell they're going to do over the next two weeks. There's a lot of soul searching. Mm-hmm. But right now, I, I, this is the most embarrassed I've been to be a Giants fan. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I shudder when I say that. I mean, I still wear everything Giants. Uh, but I just, I actually um, went to Home Depot earlier and I had my Giants shirt on and I'm just waiting for the people to say something to me now. And it's, this is the worst it's ever been for me in my life as a Giants fan. This is going to be three years in a row where they have a losing record. And I don't think that's happened since, <coughs> excuse me, 78, 79 and 80. I think that was the last time they had three years in a row of a losing record. And this year is going to be an abomination of a losing record. It's going to be yeah. 4 and 12 at best, I think. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Dark times to be a Giants fan, and it's really hard to envision the light at the end of the tunnel. And we were talking about it before. We're going to get into the draft later. But if they have a top five pick or top three and, and say, a, say a quarterback goes first and you know you're not taking a quarterback, the Giants need a lot. But Chase Young is that player who you kind of have to take, I would think, at this point. And again, dude, we'll get into this way later in the months. But, I mean, Chase Young is a special game-changing type of defender, no? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So if the Giants have had a chance at him, he's an impact difference maker. You know, he's a Khalil Mack type dude that could, you know, impact the game and change the game, you know. So, but we'll, you know, yeah. the Giants, among other things, that's a guy, type of guy they desperately need. Chris, the three words I use a lot now are buffoon, launch, and impact. And I, I credit you for that. I use all three of those words. Oh, you're very welcome. I, I use all three of those <laughs> as words. It, as long as it isn't curse words. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, yeah, no, I actually do less of that now. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, I, um, I, like I said, watching these games, I don't expect a win. I don't know where I want my franchise to go. So I don't even, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't even get excited anymore, like positive or negative. It's just, oh, yep. all right, cool. All right, we lost. All right, all right. Yeah, we're going to yeah. next week. So, but, um, yeah, the, listen, uh, listen, it was a, I guess on the offensive side, Jerry, um, Slayton's progression is really a positive, right? Yep. No doubt about it. So, guy getting him healthy, buddy. If he could stay healthy, he could be an impact guy out there. But mm. and, and Saquon, um, man, nobody saw this coming this year, right? No, I thought he was gonna just light it up. Yeah, yeah. The Thirteen carries, one yard. Um, wow, that's that's it's not Saquon, you know. It, yeah, embarrassing to the organization, an embarrassment. There was a couple of guys in the locker room, like Zeitler. Yeah, when they were when he was informed of that of that statistic. Yeah, believe it. He was like, "What?" Yeah, and you know, somebody was like, "Yeah, Kev, he had 13 carries, one yard." He was like, "Are you kidding me? Is that really 
is that what is and it, yeah it was and he just put his head down yeah like that's embarrassing you know well you know that's a guy you, you want on your team like okay good I'm, yeah. I'm glad he's taking it to heart but uh man dark times to be a giants fan and Leonard Williams seemed like he was more upset when I asked him if he was still running Lot's daughter than he was about losing the game <laughs> wait what <laughs> I wasn't quite sure if Leonard Williams was still with Ronnie Lott's daughter. Is um, he? No. <laughs> I never knew he um, was. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He used to be with Ronnie Lott's daughter for a while. So you asked him that? And I just, after after everything, I was like, I was like Lenny, can I ask you a question? I'm probably, I'm probably, you know, really late on this. I'm probably, you know, the train's <laughs> probably left. I said, the train's probably left the station like a while ago. I said, but are you still with Lott's daughter? He's like, what? I was like, you still a lot story? He goes, oh, dude, I broke up with her a couple years ago. I said, okay, thanks. I said, I wasn't sure. He, and he was like, he looked at me like, I think he was more upset about that than he was about the football game. Mm, that's great. That's awesome. I was awesome. like, thanks, Lynn. Oh. He was laughing about it, but it was like, I heard oh. BJ Hill or something. Yo, man, that guy just asked me if I was still with my ex. <laughs> oh, that's great. Nice. Well, you don't get that kind of information from uh, from Paul Schwartz, buddy. Good job by you. <laughs> I was just curious, you know. <laughs> Good, st good stuff, man. Anything else? No, that's it. All right, guys. We printed last night. It's, uh, yeah. If you want to order a subscription or a copy of The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription as well. M-A-G-Z-T-E-R and download The Giant Insider app. We will not have another podcast this week. This is it. We are on by as well. However, next Monday, we will grade every player at every position um, outside of practice squads. So reserves, everything, they will get a grade from A to F, or maybe we can come up with something more creative, like something to build around or launch. I don't know. But um, we'll do launch, launch or not launch at the end of the year. So we'll grade them, and then Thursday, next Thursday we'll do the pregame for the Bears where we travel to Chicago, and we'll answer your Twitter questions. But this is it this week, guys. Make this one last, and hopefully, you know, I keep saying uh, the therapy sessions are coming out, to be honest. To be able to talk about this for an hour with Chris and to share it is therapy for me as well. So thank you all for listening. And uh, anything else, buddy? Nope. That's it. Two and eight. Not, not much more else to say. All right, guys. Remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye, everybody.